1: Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living, your feel-good foodie, the naturopathic nomad. It's great to be back another episode here on CanvasRadio.com and iHeartRadio. I have a great guest for you today, of course. I hope you've enjoyed the previous interviews and podcasts. It's been a crazy couple of weeks for me. I unfortunately didn't make the ICRS conference in Europe and Poland. International Cannabinoid Research Society. It was something I've been looking forward to. I had some family matters that had to be uh, prioritized, but I'm looking forward to talking to all my friends and colleagues that did have a chance to attend, and we'll get some updates, some good insights, and what's the latest in the research cannabinoids. It was a great conference I went to previously, and again, I'm bummed I missed it, but life happens as they say. So hope everyone's doing well today. I'm happy to invite my guest or have my guest on today, Sebo Shen. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time today and coming on the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Dr. Rob. Look forward to it. Yeah, it's it's something really cool. I, I you know, I'm a naturopathic doctor and I've been into herbs and so forth. And one of the things that, you know, people talk about is delivery systems and and cannabis has definitely opened up people's eyes for different delivery systems and even, you know, tobacco, you know, the the e-cig and and the vape, you know, the options that are going there as well. But I've been looking at vaporizing for quite some time and I've experimented vaporizing uh, with a bunch of different machines and uh, different herbs, actually, more than just cannabis. There's a whole bunch you can vaporize. So that's pretty much what you're you're focused on these days. Is that correct? You've got a, a pretty good grip on the vape side of things.
2: Yes. uh, So I discovered cannabis when I was 20 in 1997. And when I started consuming cannabis, uh, it was with vaporizers. And as you imagine, back in 1997, the technology was quite a bit different, but it was something that because I I love the health benefits of cannabis, but I didn't smoke cigarettes, you know, I had always gravitated towards this technology. And over the course of since 97, you know, I bought over a hundred different vaporizers to really kind of satisfy my own needs as a consumer and in 2010 after buying like i said you know close to 100 or over 100 vaporizers and none of them actually meeting my needs i mean they were healthy to use but many of them didn't have like the same uh, user experience that i had when i tried you know smoking from a water pipe or you know sharing a joint with a friend so um, i wanted to start on a path to create a vaporizer that would you know give someone the same type of user experience and potency that would they would feel from combustion, but do it in a very safe and healthy delivery mechanism,
1: yeah, I think it's great that the you know vaporizing has become such a focus, you know winning the the was it the Oxford word of the year or something award a couple last year or two years ago, but there is always going to be those different uh materials that are used the different control of the heating elements and there's a lot of different factors of course there's always going to be personal preference you know but that's it's really great that you actually put in the time and obviously the money to to explore all, all those different types of devices and i'm sure you can say that it's not all were bad except yours there's probably many that are good uh, devices but it's great when you have that that desire and you go in there and you you craft your own i think that's great i applaud you for that and and i'm sure you You always, maybe even probably, pick on it a little bit here and there, and maybe find ways to improve it yourself. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the important things that you said is, you know, although I do feel my vaporizer is the best on the market, you know, it depends on what your use case is. So, when someone asks me, you know, what's the best vaporizer for me, instead of just telling them my company, I typically ask them, well, how do you use cannabis? Are you typically outdoors? Are you indoors? You know, do you do it with a group of friends? And kind of based on their use case. It's easy for me to suggest a vaporizer that works well for them. I typically look at our vaporizer and e-cigarettes or portable vaporizers like the Pax as very complimentary. You know, we, we've looked and sent out many surveys. Most people consume cannabis either at home by themselves or in a social setting with other friends or kind of like in a more stealth, discreet setting, like if they're at like a happy hour or at a tailgate. So we've kind of seen all these different use cases. And our company is now designing vaporizers that will accommodate for each type of cannabis
1: user (laughs) or, or D all the above. But yes, that's, I love that. I mean, that's the other thing I really want to talk to you about. I'm excited that you, you, like several others of my guests, come from a tech background, not just a cannabis background. So I, I love that factor. Understanding consumer behaviors and patterns, market research—that's one of my personal passions. Something that I've been working on myself in with regard to health and wellness, natural products, and you know something that would probably. Hopefully get a call offline and, and we'll see maybe there's some ways to collaborate. But I, I just think you have to know your consumer. You have to know your user, their preferences, what they like. And, and I love hearing that that's something that you guys have focused on in your business and in the way you designed your product. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned it. We are a very data-driven organization. Um,
2: the last company that I worked for before jumping into the cannabis industry, uh, uh, they sold social data, primarily the Twitter firehose. And many of our clients were, believe it or not, not just uh, a multinational billion-dollar companies, but a lot of uh, government agencies as well as um, investors who were trying to spot different trends based on tweets from various influential people. So when we jumped into the cannabis industry, you know, my, my my first thing that I wanted to do was gather all of this this information and data so that we can make you know more informed decisions. Unfortunately, a lot of that did not exist. So You know, we were kind of like searching for answers in the dark, but now that we're, I mean, we are still in the nascent stages, but we are now getting more data. There are annual reports that tell you various things about ancillary products or medically infused products and how quickly they're growing. So now we are able to leverage some of this information and make more informed decisions or informed business decisions going forward.
1: And I think that's going to be the key here—not just for your company, which I, you know, it's great to hear, but also just for the su- success in the industry as a whole. I think we, we, have been flying in the dark, as you said, or and uh, you know, like just going at it as an emerging business. One of my uh, associates. Kind of references the cannabis boom similar to the tech boom in the eighties, and you know well some people jumped in and took risks, other people were more calculated and but it's amazing how it it progressed in in hindsight and now I think we're in this generation i think we're about the same age seeing a another big boom, and I think those that are able to bring in those other assets or or strengths like understanding your data and, and looking at your market are going to be the ones that become the, the in the forefront and leaders. And I know that that's kind of the success you've been seeing is that you guys are a leading, you know, vape pen, vape device in the whole market. And there are plenty out there. But I think that what you attested to is just knowing who your consumer is and what they want. It's great. Correct. And, you know, we, I was a
2: early teenager when the internet started coming to prominence. So like you said, you know, I, I, we're about the same age and And, you know, I didn't have the life experience to understand, you know, what the magnitude of the Internet could be like. But with cannabis and especially having, you know, several years of work experience behind me, you know, as this cannabis industry grew, you know, it was very easy for me to see the potential of this opportunity. And for me, you know, having come in out of the high tech space, um, just a quick background, all five companies I worked for had successful exits. So, you know, I was in a in a very good position financially. And really wondering, you know, like, you know, is there more to life? You know, is there, can we help people? And that's kind of why we started the vaporizer company because, you know, I I had purchased a hundred or so vaporizers and, you know, many of them were designed with, um, you know, I'm sure to the best of the ability of the engineer, but material selection, heat control, ease of use flavor, durability, you know, these were a lot of factors that did not go into the design of these devices. So for me, I knew that just throwing money at the problem, you know, wasn't a a quick way to fix it because we also know that cannabis, there's like quite a bit of nuances to this industry. I mean, I'm sure every industry has its nuances, but this one in particular, you know, the existing customer base versus the growing customer base are, are quite different and being able to identify with both and to market with both has been challenging but you know i think that is one of the great things about this is you know we have the ability to be you know the pioneers here and to kind of set the stage for the next generation of of cannabis entrepreneurs and hopefully if we do it right you know it goes more in the way of like let's say you know the wine industry versus more in the way of the tobacco
1: industry I like it a lot. I like it, and you're leading by example, which is even better. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break right now. We'll come right back with Sable Shen and uh, talk more about vaporizing. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living, here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio.
0: The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Your business cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proof by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp ink.
3: <sighs> cash? Sorry. I don't carry around cash, and I don't want to use the ATM and pay surcharges. You don't need to carry cash. Haven't you heard about PayQuick? Okay. Tell me about PayQuick. It's the safe and easy way to pay. It works just like your debit card to securely pay for your purchase and gives you rewards points every time you use it. Nice. Pay Quick, the safe and easy way to pay. P-A-Y-Q-W-I-C-K dot com. Most
0: people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way
1: while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go.
3: Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com.
0: Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we're back. Wow, I mean, we're we're definitely in the right place and time, and we're seeing this awakening of people looking at cannabis as medicine and looking at different delivery systems and different ways to isolate or utilize different cannabinoids. And today's guest, you know, we're we're, I'm really enjoying the the vape talk, and I know there's a lot of, you know, e-liquid stuff. What about the recent? Was it? The FDA, who came down recently trying to make a a stop to all this e-cig and vape business, you know, what's your take on that? In in a, in a, in a maybe a thirty thousand foot of, foot viewpoint.
2: Yeah, you know, um, this is an area that you know I've, I've been keeping a close eye on, and. When the announcement was first made, and I looked at who was doing the studies, well, you know, it was Philip Morris, and it made sense. You know, it made sense that a tobacco company had some concerns about the e cigarette industry because, well, you know, it might start pulling some dollars. And we've seen the big tobacco companies invest in companies like Blue and other e cigarette companies that they ended up absorbing. And, you know, I think most people, as well as myself, believe that, you know, they are positioning themselves in a way where if this gets bigger, you know, they will own kind of like the IP around it, or if it's something that they want to squash, um, they will have the ability to. I've looked at some of the reports, uh, they are quite negative. Uh, The great part about this, well, maybe not the great part, but the the part that we don't feel that we're affected by is our technology is very different from the e-cigarette technology. and, And this is where I believe, you know, fundamentally, my experience with cannabis has has helped with our company. Um, Many of the e-cigarette manufacturers, you know, manufacture in China. They are not aware of how these devices are being used and what types of concentrates are being put in. So hence, many times the user experience is very poor. Of the 20 e-cigarette pens that I've purchased, uh, 18 of them have fizzled out before my concentrate had gotten to the bottom. And this is kind of like a growing frustration that we've seen and ultimately why when we designed our unit, you know, we wanted to start with fresh technology. So um, ours is a desktop unit and it works with both flowers and oils. And ultimately, I think what people really like is with the growing popularity of concentrates, most people are either consuming them through an e-cigarette or through a torch and nail or electric nail. All three of those examples require someone to dab to concentrate on a hot surface, which is conductive heat, which is more analogous to grilling or frying, whereas our device is, uses an industry-first convective hot air vaporization for concentrate. So the flip side is it tastes better, it's more potent, and you use less. So sorry, I know I kind of went on a tangent to your one question, but I thought it was a good segue to kind of delineate why our technology is a bit different from the, the e-cigarette technology that is under a microscope today.
1: Yeah, Nope necessary. That's a great description and differentiation. I mean, that's what I've done for my careers. I've been able to go into, you know, categories like probiotics or whey protein. I've got to explain. I'm not trying to sell you on it. I'm trying to tell you about it. And if I can explain to you why I like it or what is different about it, or what are the benefits from it or the science and technology that drives it, that gives it as, as advantages over others, that's Education, And I appreciate what you're saying because, you know, the, the fact is that I played around with a lot of different pens and different oils and concentrates and find that some their temperatures are completely off base and they don't work or they burn oil or they do things like that and you don't get the experience. And some of these concentrates are either hard to find or expensive or specifically medicine that these people need a good result. And that's kind of what I look at is, you know, if these people are taking this as a medicine, they want to get clean, healthy, you know, consistent. Dosing from the, you know with the, with their tools, so yeah. And I personally am not one that likes to scoop or dab or have multi-step processes. I like the simplicity of it. I want to be you know discreet and functional. And I think you, you kind of covered all those things in in your description. And I know I'm not alone in this because you know since you've come out with this, these are the cloud models you're referring to, correct? You've won a few awards out there in, in the industry. We, what has what, what uh, the feedback been? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when we were in our prototype phase,
2: uh, we entered it into the Seattle Cannabis Cup. Uh, We ended up winning best product. In the time that we went from prototype to trying to get to market, uh, concentrates exploded, and we created a concentrates adapter for our device and then won our second Cannabis Cup. So uh, that really helped with fundraising. We did a combination of kind of a friends and family seat around, as well as crowdfunding. And then once we got to market, as far as desktop vaporizers go, uh, we've entered um, many vaporizer shootouts. Uh, currently, um, if you look at our kind of uh, uh, success rate, uh, we win about 95% of the desktop vaporizer shootouts that we've been a part of. And this was very important for us to kind of understand vaporization technology. You know, many people just think it's applying heat to the raw flour or to the concentrate, and then you get vapor. And fundamentally, they are correct, but there are different things like laminar flow, thermodynamics, different models that we ran that we, we started finding different things that would increase the efficiency of the extraction without having to raise the temperature. And I know it sounds a lot of like uh I'm selling snake oil here but what I could tell you is this is absolutely repeatable 100% of the time with people that sit in front of us where they will use any vaporizer of their choice select a certain temperature setting and then we will mimic it with our device and then we'll see you know which device you know has greater opacity greater flavor less burnt taste and I will tell you that we typically win hands down and when we dump out the contents you know there vaporized flower is much darker than ours. So like I said, these are kind of like, you know, it sounds like, well, how can you get better extraction with a lower temperature? Well, it's because we ran these simulation models and we figured out some things that our competitors haven't. And that's kind of the IP that we built and what we're going to build our suite of vaporizers based on. And that was why we went with the desktop uh, methodology first, because we knew that we could design with no limitations. Whereas if we started off with the portable, we would have to be limited by, you know, battery power, by heater size, and all these various things. So just a different approach, but we think kind of like the the approach of doing what's best early on and learning the foundational knowledge to build future products was much better than importing, you know, products from China and rebranding them and marketing them as, you know, the latest and greatest
1: I think that's great, and I think that things like that, that data, that science, the technology that you have, that you're creating, is probably the best defense against a group like Big Tobacco or something like that from saying you can't do it, you're doing what we're doing and you can obviously justify it through IP and science that you do different things. And I think that's, like I said, a great advantage and, and it unfortunately may be necessary. We've seen this before in cannabis and hemp in the 30s and before, you know, that, that if, if another industry feels threatened, they will do all that they can in their power to prevent, you know, you know their, their competition from growing. And, and we're seeing that now in a lot of ways, both with pharma, with big tobacco, with, you know, even even the whole cancer anti-cancer industry as a whole. I mean, there's a lot of issues here. So, I, I like the I like the science, and 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 I'm not we're not trying to make this a, a, a an infomercial for your stuff. But I, but I want people to understand that more and more people are converting and trying out vaporization. You know, when my mom was you know really sick and she didn't want to smoke I, she would take a vapor hit a couple times and it would provide relief and that to me was medicating her in a very safe and non-inflammatory non, non-stressful way and i think more and more people are trying that especially elderly and i think there has to be something of science and technology driving this this category so i again i think it's great stuff that you're doing go ahead do, do i
2: have time for one more thing
1: um we'll, we'll take you, a quick break Hold, hold the thought because okay, I, want, okay. cause I, I you know, definitely want to have another question for you, too. So we're going to take a quick break now, and then we'll come back. you will hit me with that one more thing, and we'll wrap up with it. This is a pretty cool interview. Don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob your concierge for better living here at CanvasRadio.com and iHeartRadio. The
0: concierge for better living will continue in a moment. We love you. I'm Radical Russ Bellville, inviting you to join me every weekday on cannabisradio.com for the Russ Bellville Show. It's the NPR of POT. We bring you the latest marijuana headlines, cannabis analysis, drug war data, activist interviews, radical rants, and your live calls. Join me every weekday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, live only on cannabisradio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: And we're back. All right, so before we jump in, actually, no, let's just jump in. What was that one more thing?
2: Yeah, the one thing that you brought up that was really interesting was the senior citizens and, um, and their concentrates consumption, which is we always thought concentrates was more geared towards the younger generation, but what we found is There are many that are older that require a higher level of cannabinoids that, you know, concentrates do work. Unfortunately, the electric nail or the torch and nail doesn't look too good at the assisted living home. So we have actually been working with several assisted living facilities to provide units for their customers that want to medicate but just can't use a torch and nail. So, you know, it was just a really kind of uh, cool little thing where, you know, we were building something for a certain demographic, but we are able to see a different demographic take advantage of that same technology.
1: Yeah, I love that. And that's why I said it. this is uh, this is eye-opening where cannabis now has crossed over pretty much all areas and ages and genders and, and, and cultures even are starting to, you know, just saying, look, this is, this is medicine from the earth. And I'm really glad, you know, to hear that even the elderly are starting to get more and more access to it. It's, it's relief and quality of care and quality of life is trumps a lot of other things out there. Um, with that being said, do you have any, I, I have an issue where I'm, I'm still kind of resistant on doing things that contain PEG, propylene ethyl glycol. I still worry about extraction techniques and solvent residues. I mean, we still have a long way to go on on that. But what are your thoughts on how, how things are going as far as you know, the use of PEG or alternatives as well as as uh, maybe some of the yeah. issues in regards to, to extraction. Absolutely. So, you know, our device only
2: works as good as the material that you put in. So we are definitely working with extract artists to produce, you know, concentrates that, you know, are zero ppm with the solvent, you know, with high terpenes, but also without any of the peg and and any of those things. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to live in San Francisco where we are at the forefront of this. So There are many, many alternatives that we have here. We work with a company called Guild Extracts, which makes, they call it the HTE, which is a high terpene extract, which is a a viscous oil that could go into pens that doesn't contain any pig. And it's just a wonderful flavor. It's very easy to work with. And, you know, once this type of technology and extraction process you know becomes more mainstream then you know i think a lot of this resistance towards concentrates uh will begin to diminish i mean i was one of those people I, i've known about concentrates since the late 90s you know my friends were doing bho back or uh, the late uh, uh 2000s and you know it wasn't until 2 years ago where i started feeling comfortable enough with the level of purity where i wanted to create an accessory that worked with concentrates but you know every day we are inching closer to something safer, easier, and more accessible. And, you know, obviously at the right price point for for patients and consumers.
1: Yeah, that's great. And and, and yes, you have an advantage. I'm kind of jealous about the fact that you're in San Francisco. I have a lot of good friends out there and both the food out there, the cultures out there, the access to cannabis and openness to being yourself. I think that's great. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of health minded people out there. I mean, it's California style. I know you're active and I, I know we didn't have a chance in this interview as much as i'd like to, to get in some of your other backgrounds and martial arts and fitness and and training but you are a health inspired person what i call a hip person and you know i think that's really great that you, you you could bring in this science this intelligence this business savvy but you could also understand that there's a health and quality of life and a mindset of you know physical emotional spiritual well-being that you know kind of supersedes all of this
2: Yeah. And, you know, I know you're uh, obviously a doctor as well, and I've kind of looked at different healing methodologies, and obviously there are the reactionary healing methodologies, and then there's kind of like the proactive healing. And I found cannabis, if used in the proper way, proactively, you know, uh, uh, is such a nutritionally rich plant that has anti-cortisol, anti-stress, you know, just a lot of things that could help with people. And for me, I had always thought, Well, if people can benefit from this, you know, take two steps forward, why should they take one step back with with smoking, which is ultimately why I believe, you know, what's the best vaporizer? Well, it's the one that you will actually use, you know, whether it's mine or someone else's. Just get one that you will consistently use, and it will be much better for your health. And if it's mine, you know, you'll have a big cheerleader in me. If it's not, you'll still have a big cheerleader in
1: me. I love it, I love it, and uh well, I'll come out there and we'll go check out Ricky williams gym and you know check out the vaporizers but uh, listen, we're gonna keep talking for sure this is a, a i'm really, really impressed and again uh, applaud you in all your efforts, good luck in the future and we'll we're definitely gonna stay in touch. Thanks for your time today and thank you for everyone listening on the show uh This is just uh again. Been another wonderful episode of Concierge for Better Living on cannabisradio.com and iHeartRadio. Uh, thanks to my guest Sabo Shen. Check out what's the website and you know that they, or an information if they want to find you, buddy. Absolutely, just go to vapexhale.com. That's V A P E X.
2: Hale.com. Uh, we're also working with another group that I'm uh, very much involved in called the Canna Athlete, that's C-A-N-N-A-T-H-L-E-T-E dot net and that's where we have a safe environment for high level athletes or just any athlete that also consumes cannabis And that has had positive experiences. This is a safe community where you could express your ideas and interact with, you know, world champions like Jake Shields and Denny Prokopos, who also consume cannabis and are open about it.
1: I love it. I love it. We're going to check that out. We'll have you back on again down the road and talk more about cannabis athletes. This is Dr. Rob wishing you all all the best in health and happiness.